Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a show that explores trends in security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, papers, articles, and podcasts, which I turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary. There's a news and analysis episode every Monday morning, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to News and Analysis, episode 247. Starting off with my essays. First one is, no, moving your SSH port isn't security by obscurity. And this is in response to something I just saw on Hacker News recently. This seems to be a quarrel that I get into, I don't know, every three to five years, I guess. I'll go through uh, the rounds on this one. And the second one is called, I've been too sloppy in the past. This is kind of a open kimono type of conversation about the quality of some of my posts in the past. So definitely check that out. And uh, security news. A TikTok deal has evidently been approved in the U.S., with a contract going to Oracle and Walmart right before the app was had to be banned. And I wrote this paragraph like, I don't know, five hours ago. So that could have changed already, given the current situation. And the contract supposedly includes the standing up of a new company called TikTok Global, which both companies will have a combined 20% share of. And the deal evidently includes both U.S. hosting and access to TikTok source code. But yeah, given how fast this happened and how close it was to the deadline, I expect to hear a lot of changes or conflicting information over the next couple of days about this. I also wonder what the source code really gives you. Uh, my real question is, what's stopping the Chinese company from actually still harvesting the data that they're getting. Just, I mean, if U.S. were to get a copy of it, that doesn't really solve the problem, right? I, I feel like they need to threat model this and actually figure out what they're trying to stop and then see which types of deals would stop those types of things. Seems like a smart approach. And a likely maze-based ransomware attack on a hospital in Germany has led to the death of a woman. She basically tried to go get immediate help. There was something life-threatening at a hospital, and it was currently disabled due to ransomware, so she had to go somewhere It was about an hour away, and she never made it there. She died on the way. So people have been always wondering, when will the cybers meet the physical world? I think it's probably happened quite a few times before, but this is definitely a case in point. It wasn't like the cyber attack hit her body directly, but seems to be a fairly direct cause of her death. Who knows for sure whether or not she would have survived at the other hospital, right? Those are all details that most people don't have, but um, definitely interesting nonetheless. So an anti-China activist has leaked a Chinese database full of personal data from tens of thousands of VIPs from around the world. Total list is about 2.4 million people, which included like politicians and royalty military people, etc. And the database was created by a Chinese company called Zenhua Data. And seems to be exactly what I wrote about back in the day when I was talking about, well, I don't know, a 
couple of years ago or whatever, where I basically said that China is probably building a massive like leverage CRM database for the future. Basically trying to gather as much information as they can about everyone, including kids, so that they can use it as leverage against those people like years in the future or even decades in the future when those kids grow up and are then in positions of influence. So if you're pulling all the data from, you know, OPM and Marriott and Equifax and TikTok, and you basically have these psychological profiles on as many people as possible, it's going to be a lot easier to influence them when they eventually get into influential positions at some company or someplace in government. And I think that's absolutely happening. And of course, this company is associated with the Chinese government. And uh, I think it's just kind of obvious. It's definitely obvious to me. And I think it's obvious to a lot of people who are looking at the space. Six people selling products on Amazon have been indicted for bribing Amazon employees to help them gain an unfair advantage. And this included bribing them to do things like reinstate their banned accounts or banning rival accounts. I'm not sure how much the bribes were, but evidently they were considerable and numerous and went on for some time. But the attackers were able to earn $100 million using these techniques. Congress has passed a bipartisan IoT security bill that will require it, if it becomes law, that all devices acquired by federal agencies comply with a new set of NIST security standards for IoT, which they have to still go and create. Credit card fraud has risen 104% in the last quarter, according to the FTC. Vulnerabilities. There's a wicked vulnerability in Microsoft NetLogon which runs on TCP 445 or a random RPC port. And it basically gives an attacker instant domain admin. So of all the things to patch, you want to patch this one. Obviously, if you have any 445 or net logon listening to the internet, that's a huge problem. And I would stop whatever you're doing and just go patch that right now. But more likely, this is going to be internally facing, but it's still really, really bad internally as well. So this is super high priority. There's a vulnerability in Bluetooth affecting billions of devices and got a link here to the ZDI September security update review. Ransomware. Ransomware led to the death of a woman in Germany. Talked about this one. APT. The U.S. has imposed sanctions on Iran-based APT-39 which is known for targeting dissidents, journalists, as well as global enterprises. Technology news. Anime avatars are evidently getting big on Twitch and YouTube. So this is where you're basically looking at a video stream of a cartoon character, you know, emoting and acting out and everything. But it's actually being controlled by a real person. So it's actually a real person that you're kind of looking at with this avatar or skin of an anime character. and all the interactions are happening in real time. So this technology is just now getting really good or good enough to do this, but I think this is going to get much better. And you combine that with voice, and I think it's going to open the door for millions more people to become streamers who didn't want to do it before because they were worried about their appearance or um, their voice, or they're just worried about how they appear to others, how they sound and how they look. 
But if they're able to emote as themselves or as the person they wish they could, I think we're going to see this get really popular. I mean, you're going to have entire talk shows where a person, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a cartoon. At some point, it's going to be kind of like a deep fake where hopefully they'll be able to get past the uncanny valley. But you can have like a nice, handsome looking guy or woman or, you know, something slightly cartoony, or maybe it's completely cartoony. Like there will be instances of this across a full spectrum, right? But you can imagine someone who's just never been attractive going on and having this really attractive avatar. And it doesn't really matter because there are millions of followers or tens of thousands of followers or however many it is. They just know them as the avatar. And all they really care about is the personality and the content, uh, which is really kind of interesting spiritually, or I don't know what facet that is, because it's not spiritually, but it's really interesting as a society that we're actually going to be able to judge people's content rather than what they look like, even in a visual environment, because we'll be able to fake what we look like. Amazon is hiring another 100,000 employees in the U.S. and Canada. At some point, the government's just going to start borrowing money from Amazon and asking them to deliver all their packages. I mean, personally, Amazon's just going to become the government. I'm mostly kidding, but not really at all. Just feels really weird to watch this happening. Like, they're the, they seem to be the competent ones in this whole space. Looks like Zoom might be coming after Slack with new messaging features. Facebook is introducing a new feature where you can watch videos together called Watch Together. I guess that's a good name. Elon Musk has almost completed his tunnel under Las Vegas that will transport self-driving cars. So this is the Boring Company, B-O-R-I-N-G. I guess spelled the same way for both words. Anyway, not boring at all. He's actually doing some really cool stuff here. I thought they were drilling in LA and that was their only thing, but evidently they're in Las Vegas as well. Starting on October 1st, all new repos in GitHub will be called main. The main branch will be called main instead of master. And the X1 credit card gives you a limit based on your income, not on your credit. What could go wrong? Nothing. Should work out fine. One thing they mentioned was actually getting loans on people's internships and the internship bonuses and like upfront money that you get. So it's all banking on what education you have, what types of jobs you're likely to have. So it's like giving you credit based on your potential, which is fascinating. Companies. Snowflake just had the largest software IPO in history at $3.4 billion. Affirm just raised $500 million Series G to help their buy now, pay later business. Starting to see this button everywhere. I think it's going to be really great while the economy is picking back up. Basically, buy anything you want and you just use this company and the software and it makes it seamless to do payments. Tonal has raised another $110 million to continue doing connected home fitness. Observe.ai has raised $54 million to analyze call center conversations. No doubt looking for 
efficiencies and who's good and who's bad. Rapid AI has raised $25 million to analyze medical scans using AI. And society news. Another doctor in a fairly large study has found that vitamin D can significantly help against coronavirus. And as I've said before, I think the science is still early on COVID. And I'm definitely not a healthcare professional. But it looks like getting your D levels to the high normal range is probably a really good idea. Again, normal ranges, right? Don't go crazy with it. But the problem, according to all this different research that keeps being pretty consistent here, is that the problem seems to be a deficiency in D, not a need for some super high levels. It is possible to overdo vitamin D. So I would uh, be smart about it and or just work with the doctor on it. Spiking gun sales are overwhelming our background check infrastructure. Israel is doing another lockdown because they're COVID cases are spiking. The study of ancient DNA, and yes, this is an entire field now. I read a couple books on it. It's fascinating stuff. Has revealed that Vikings were not all Scandinavians with blonde hair. There was significant mixing of groups from Asia and Southern Europe. And scientists figured out how to create a disassociation ketamine-like effect using brainwaves instead of drugs. So they're hoping they can uh, get some of those same effects in a positive therapeutic sort of way without using drugs. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Ransomware is a new PCI. This is something I tweeted about. Decided to put it in here. Basically, both ransomware and PCI seem to be more effective than anything else we've tried in terms of like security training and awareness and all that stuff. Like ransomware is doing it. Ransomware is making people take notice because the ultimate argument is business disruption. And that's exactly what's happening. And suddenly people are getting religion, just like they did with uh, PCI way back in uh, you know early 2000s. Updates. My friend John Japutnich just released his new novel, Atropos, on Amazon, and it's currently sitting at number 44 in new hard science fiction. So I'm going to be reading it first, and if it's great, I might recommend it for a book club. Don't want to just push a friend's book on the club, so it's got to be really good. So uh, hopefully it is, and congrats to uh, John for the book launch. And I've been doing a bunch of work on the site over the last two to three weeks, basically making it look more like a modern website and less like a blog, whatever that means. So if you get a chance to take a look, let me know what you think. Discovery, the ultimate guide to fuff by my friend Codingo. It's a video. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Generative bad handwriting. A brilliant and hilarious walkthrough of someone finding Tony Abbott's passport number using a discarded airplane ticket. This is some of the best writing I've read in a very long time. Absolutely hilarious. Like from the first couple paragraphs. Just, yeah. I think he opens with something like, yeah, so there I was sitting drinking water in a totally non-take-over-the-government 
sort of way. Not sure that was exactly what he said, but it was, it was brilliant. And then of course, it's just the tech. I think he started off with a QR code and ended up with, I think this is the head of Australia is basically the president of Australia. So definitely worth checking out how to send files using nothing but SSH T and base 64. I remember doing this a long time ago. It's quite fun. I'm going to check and do it a couple more times just for nostalgia's sake. How the air quality index works. Got some uh, one-liner bug bounty tips from Twitter. Some really good stuff keeps getting posted there. Mental models. This is from fs.blog. Mark Andreessen on productivity, scheduling, reading habits, work, and more. Hash AI. Build multi-agent simulations in minutes. Darkshot, a multi-threaded screenshot scraper. And OneFuzz, a self-hosted fuzzing-as-a-surface platform by Microsoft. Recommendation for the week, you should watch and get your loved ones to watch. This new documentary called The Social Dilemma. It's about how social media is attacking our mental health and our democracy. It's extremely well done. Watched it last night. It was fantastic. And uh, sorry about my voice. It is 1.40 a.m. because I did lots of work on the site and then spent another six hours on the show. And now I'm recording before I go to bed. And my voice is shot for some reason. Anyway, the aphorism for the week. Simplicity is the extreme degree of sophistication. Simplicity is the extreme degree of sophistication. Leonardo da Vinci. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. The show is not supported by ads because I think they're annoying and toxic to the future of content creation. So if you enjoy the show, you can support it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. Members get quite a few things. Most notably, they get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we have great conversations happening all week long. And members also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who is already a member. I truly appreciate every one of you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.